Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello and welcome once again to This One Thing. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern and we are so grateful to have you joining us again this week. Every week we pick a passage and we are honored to pull a truth and a choice from that passage and we invite you to do the same with us. This week my dear friend Crystal Wright is back once again. Hi Crystal, thanks so much for being here. Yes, I haven't seen you in a while and I've missed you. So It's been it's been a while. <laughs> this is my first time back for a while. And last week you and Melina blessed us so much in Psalm 121 and you were in verse 3. And I reached out to you and I said, would you be willing to join me to stay in the same chapter, but to meditate on verse eight? This is a really powerful psalm for so many reasons. And Crystal, it really touched my heart how you so eloquently summarized what these psalms of ascent mean and why they're important to us. So if you wouldn't mind, just to kick us off, would you go ahead and kind of reiterate what you explained to us last week so that we understand why this psalm is significant and then we can zero in after that on our verse of the week. So this psalm is one of a group of 15 psalms that we have recorded that were written specifically to be sang as people would journey towards the city of Jerusalem. So Jerusalem was the holy city for God's people in the Old Testament, the Israelites, and it was actually built up on a hill. And so when people would journey back to Jerusalem to go to the temple— to make their sacrifices and to worship, they would actually take a a physical journey and Mm -hmm. a journey that led them upwards because the city was was in the mountains on a hill. Mm -hmm. It's one of those Psalms that's really focused on just the sovereignty of God throughout all of time to bring his people towards himself and back to a place of dwelling with him and back Mm -hmm. to their home. It was typical in, in Jewish custom that Each of the tribes would actually take a journey once a year where they would travel back for these festivals and they would sing these songs along the way. And they usually talked about God's protection, God's sovereignty, how intentional that he was to take care of his people. They often would contrast them towards the false gods that other people worshipped and how the one true God, Yahweh, was the the only one who never let his people down, that didn't ever fall asleep on the job. And so they were really songs of worship that they would sing collectively as a group to remind them that they were pilgrims. They were pilgrims on a journey that God was very personally involved with them each step Mm. of the way. Mm. Thank you so much for that backstory. I think that that is important to understand who and what the psalm was written for so that we can really apply it to our lives in a meaningful way. We're all pilgrims. We're on a journey. Our destination is our home in heaven. And last week, I said earlier, you were in verse three, and we're going to focus on verse eight this week. But last week, you read the entire psalm. I just want to quickly read verses five through eight so that we can really get the immediate context. So Psalm 121, starting in verse five, says, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. Here's our verse of the week, verse eight. 
The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. So knowing the backstory that you shared, knowing that these are pilgrims singing their songs on the way to Jerusalem, they're also referring to the journey that they're going to be going home and we can relate. We have a journey that we are on and to really focus our hearts and our minds on God's protection is in fact our protection, right? It's our protection spiritually and emotionally to instead of what is happening in the world around us on our journey, to look at the chaos and the depravity and the sin and the decay of culture around us, if we're focused on that, that is death to us. If we're focused on God's protection to us in the middle of our journey, whatever that looks like, that is life to us. So I have a comical illustration of this protection. And it's interesting to me, Crystal, because this is our 50th recording. Mm -hmm. We started over a year ago. We've had reruns, taken some time off, but actually 50 is the number of this recording. And our very first recording early last year, I talked about the bird that was trapped in our fireplace and how we feel trapped sometime and how he's trying to help the bird, but the bird <laughs> thought I was attacking it. And, and it was just, you know, so completely devastated and it was banging itself against the glass, harming itself. And I have another illustration now of birds. So um, <laughs> my husband, Jeff, and I, we recently went out to South Carolina, but before the trip, I was in my backyard and I was watering the plants and I noticed there were all these birds that were fighting in one of my large planters by the pool. They were just going at it, angry, and it looks like four or five birds in this bush, and I was like, what is happening? These birds are crazy. I don't know what's happening, but I, I that was so implanted in my mind that when we got home last week and I was watering, I recognized in the moment why those birds had been fighting. There's a, a nest, mm -hmm. and there are four tiny baby birds that Aww. had just hatched, so when before I left, the fighting was over the eggs because these are brand new baby birds that have just hatched. So over the course of the last week, I've learned something about mockingbirds. <laughs> mockingbirds are very aggressive. And I've done my research because I have to keep my plant alive. This particular plant is very large. It's in a pot, not on a drip system. I have to physically water it by hand to keep it alive. Well, it's been really hot here, which means I have to water it every other day, every third mm -hmm. day at most. And those tiny baby birds, it's a good thing I knew they were in there so I could gently, carefully water the plant. I'm trying to protect the baby birds. However, mom and dad, both, because I learned this, I, I Googled it, they, they team up when they're making the nest, when they're feeding okay. their young, when they're caring for their young, they're a team. And they're aggressive. So if they think you are going to harm your babies, they will try to warn you. <laughs> also, what I learned is mockingbirds, northern mockingbirds, are one of the only birds that hold grudges. So if you go near their nest, you can Google all of this, it's true. <laughs> if you go near their nest more than twice, they will not forget you <laughs> and they will dive bomb you. So I have been unable to enjoy my backyard in the last <laughs> week because every time I walk outside, I get dive bombed by mockingbirds. And I'm talking, hit me in the arm, hit me in the head. They are running <laughs> into me. Okay, yesterday, I'm not making this up. I'm on the other side of my backyard. 
And I'm pretty sure it was the male because I've read the males are even more aggressive. They're the protectors. Of course. They right? They share <laughs> they share the feeding responsibilities. But man, this bird's coming at me. I'm nowhere near the nest. And that was the point in which I started Googling it. I'm like, what is happening right now? These <laughs> birds have a vendetta against me because you can change your clothes, but they can still identify you as the threat. Okay. So these birds are not understanding. I am on your side. I am trying to protect you. I am trying to protect several times, Crystal. I was yelling and running and screaming in my backyard. I was scaring off the big pigeons. I was scaring off the vultures that were circling overhead. I was so carefully and gently trying to keep that plant alive so that it didn't dry up and and remove the shade that those tiny very vulnerable baby birds need it. I'm trying to keep their plant alive so they can live in the heat. (laughs) I'm doing everything I can to protect these birds, but the parent birds, the big birds, they didn't understand. They thought I was going to be harming and hurtful to their babies. They were attacking me. They were angry at me. They were upset at me because they couldn't see things from my point of view. And my truth that I pull out of this passage this week, based on my encounter with the birds, is how many times have I been upset, disillusioned, disappointed, because I don't see God's perspective of protection. Yeah, I don't see how he's protecting me on my journey. I'm focused on the loss or the pain or the heartache, but I don't see his hand of protection because I have the limited, very limited perception of a bird. Mm -hmm. And he's looking down going, you don't see what I see. You don't know what I know. You can't see the end of the story. You can't see my protection. And the truth that I pull out of this passage is I don't want to be a bird brain. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see what God is doing to protect me. I want to have the confidence that these pilgrims had, Crystal. Mm -hmm. You said that so well at the very beginning. You said these pilgrims that are singing this song, they're absolutely confident that God is going to protect them. There's no doubt in this entire psalm. Mm -hmm. There's there's no question. And, And the question at the beginning, it's a rhetorical question. They're not saying does my help come from the Lord in a a doubting way? They're saying there's no question, our protection, our help, the one who protects us, guards us, preserves our lives is on our side. And he watches constantly our comings and our goings. And I want to have the confidence in God that these pilgrims do in their journey. I don't want to be like those birds that are doubting that I was there to help them. They had no idea because they have bird brains. They couldn't see how I was protecting them. It was comical to me, but it was convicting to me because I put myself in the place of those birds and I went, wow, I do that. Mm -hmm. Just for a moment, I doubt. And then I get angry or I get disappointed or I get disillusioned because I think I know better what God should be doing. And so that is my truth this week, that we would ask him for the confidence of the pilgrims that sang this song in Psalm 121 and the other Psalms of Ascent, Mm -hmm. that we would never doubt his protection, that we would be men and women that confidently say, the Lord keeps watch over me, personalizing it, as I come and I go, and he will both now and forever. So Crystal, what is the truth that you pull out of this verse? Well, I've definitely been a bird brain as well before, now that I have that word to put to it. Thank you. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that the truth that hit me is there's a big difference between repeating these words and saying them and actually believing them. Mm. And I think that's even that illustration that you're using is there's something that has to go deeper in our hearts and our minds where we can get past just Christian talk or verbalizing faith into a place where we actually deeply, deeply believe that. And I don't have that figured out at all (laughs) in my life, but I have just recently had the Lord challenge me about, and it had partly to do with looking at these pilgrim psalms and really thinking about what does it mean to be on journey with the Lord and let him be in charge of my journey instead of Crystal being in charge of my journey. And one of the things that the Lord has been talking to me about is just letting him comfort me in the journey, instead of trying to figure out my journey, just letting God be the comforter. And I think that that is maybe a piece that's key between saying that I believe that God is completely watching over and actually knowing Mm. and experiencing and believing that Mm. that is true. Um, But I do, I have to stop flailing around and darting back and forth and trying to figure out you know, what protection looks like in my life or what the plan looks like in my life. And the thing about these journeys is they, I'm sure it started off really exciting, right? They're getting ready to head out on this journey, but there was also a return trip that they had to take. And so the reality is our journey, the scenery is always changing. Our circumstances are always changing. And so there has to be something that anchors me so deeply to really truly believe that God is for me and mm. I'm still learning that but mm. I feel it my, my soul feels it I, I know that um, there's a, an invitation there to really truly begin to trust God on a deeper level mm. I so appreciate your humility and vulnerability and I think that's the whole point for us of these podcasts it was never our heart to come on here and act like we've got it all figured out and we're going to teach you how to do it perfectly. <laughs> it's our journey as we're in the word, as we're being convicted, as we're being challenged and our faith is growing deeper, not because we're awesome, but because we're learning a deeper place of dependency. And I'm with you. I don't have this all figured out either, but it is being asked of me. And as we move into choice, you know, Crystal, you know this, I lost my big sister, one of my very, very best friends last month. And as I've been grieving, I have been asking the Lord to help me to see what his protection looks like. In the middle of great loss, he desires to show us what he's giving to us. How is this psalm true? How is the Lord watching over me and my family as we come and go both now and forever? And the only way that I can see God's protection and taking Kimmy home is knowing that he is good and faithful. And it got to the point where it was the desire of her heart to go home. And he was being gracious and kind and merciful and I either get to believe that or I get to believe that he's unkind and he's not protecting my heart and my family's heart because he stole Mm -hmm. Kim from us well that's not true but I get to practice this as my choice in real time I get to practice you are watching over me you are watching over Kim 
And her ultimate destination as a pilgrim is exactly where she now is in the arms of Jesus, in the presence of the Father. So I get to choose in this moment, do I believe that this is true? And if I do, here's what it looks like. The culmination of our verse of the week, the Lord keeps watch over you. The Lord keeps watch over Crystal, over Kim, as she comes and goes, both now and forever, means the Lord absolutely made good on his promise to Kim. And as she pilgrimed through her life and entered the presence of Jesus, she knows this to be true because now she's with him face to face. He never took his eyes off of her. Mm -hmm. He never stopped watching over her. He provided for her every step of the way, but the ultimate provision, the ultimate answer, the ultimate protection is being in his presence face to face. So how are you choosing, Crystal, to apply this passage to your life? I think the choice is in order to, like I said, move past that place of saying something and truly believing it, I think there is a surrender and a step of faith that we have to be willing to take. If we're not willing to take any steps of faith in our life, then we're probably trying to protect ourselves. We're probably trying to be God. And so I know for me what that step of faith that God is asking me to begin to take with him. I couldn't answer that for anybody else or anyone who's listening, but I think the choice would be maybe to ask the Lord, is there any step of faith that you're asking me to take so that I can see your goodness, so that I can see this verse in action, that I can know deep within my soul that you are calling me out on this journey and that you are going to protect and you are going to watch over me. So good. And I pray that that is true of all of us in the coming week, that we would get practical about our application of God's word, that we wouldn't just hear it and listen to it and say, that sounds like a nice idea, but that we would commit to that and that we would actively look to participate in the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, his conviction in our life, his calling us into more trust, more faith in God's protection and hand in our lives. Crystal, thank you so much for being here this week. I'm going to close this in prayer, and I'm going to ask the Lord to help all of us to apply this passage and to apply the truth, to apply the choice, and to look for what he's giving us. Look for how he's protecting us, even in the middle of the things that we don't like and we don't understand. Father God, I pray that we would be men and women that really believe that you are the one that watches over us as we come and go both now and forever, that these would not be words, that it would not just be something that we say, but as Crystal said, that we would actually believe it with every fiber of our being and we would apply it by how we live, by the choices we make. You know our thoughts and you know our hearts. And Lord, if there is a part of us that isn't lined up, between the words that we're saying and what's true in our heart, I pray that you would be loving and kind and gracious enough to correct that in us, to surgically correct any discrepancy between the words that we speak and the condition of our heart. Our trust, our faith, our belief in you and your protection. I pray that like the pilgrims, we would not doubt that our protection comes from you, that you are always watching over us, that you are always with us. They didn't have one doubt in their minds as they sang this psalm. And I pray that we would not either. 
I pray that we would meditate on the fact that you are watching us, you are protecting us, you are guarding us, you're preserving us, and you will every moment of every day until we are with you face to face. We choose to trust you. We choose to acknowledge, claim, and walk in the protection that is ours as your sons and daughters. And it is in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.